You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one podcast all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by Kelly. Kelly, happy September. Happy September. Am I, am, are we still making wake me up at the end of September jokes? People still do that? Sure. All right. Oh, are, are you going to make one or are you just no no mention? no not really i was just wondering if that okay. was a thing people still do like are we still doing green day jokes from like 20 years ago almost at this point hey a lot of things from 20 years ago are now coming back yeah as a very hip so maybe it will be wake me up when september ends jokes yeah uh but can't believe it we're almost uh three-fourths of the way through the year we are three yeah. fourths of the year. Well, we we did, well, we're almost there. We did it. Yeah, I mean, what, it's basically December. What day is three is exactly three fourths of the way through the year? It'd probably be the end of September, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, then there's three more months after that. And 12 divided by 4 is 3. Wait, yeah. I'm I'm looking up on Google. What day is 3 fourths through the year? Quarters. In the Gregorian calendar, the first quarter of January to the end of March. Oh, yes, you're right. Third quarter, July 1st through September 30th. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. 92 days. All right. Well, that was an interesting beginning of the show. <laughs> anyway, here's our plugs. Uh, if you're not following us, you can follow us on Twitter at JBomb Audio. Or if you want to follow us individually, you can follow us. You can follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly. And you can follow me at Tamebo. Please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, We'd really appreciate a five-star rating and a five-star review. It would really help us out. And if you really want to help us out, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. 
So we're going to get right into it today. We're going to be talking about Tokyo Joshi's Go Girl 3 from Corican Hall, talking a little bit of Stardom, New Blood, and Five Star Grand Prix, and a load of other things as usual. So let's get right into it with Tokyo Joshi, their show on August 28th, Go Girl 3, an all-women's show at Corican Hall in front of 500 fans. Kelly, what did you think of the third thought- iteration of the Go Girl series? I liked it a lot. I the crowd had a great energy. Like it was just a really fun show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It I think of the three recent Corkins, I think it would probably obviously be the weakest one. Oh, for sure. Um, which is not really a surprise looking at the card going in, but I agree with you that I think the uh, crowd really did a lot of work to make this a really fun show. It was really fun seeing sort of a little bit of a different crowd than you usually see at these shows um, with some fun crowd members sticking out. The girl with the um, with the bears was really cute. So yes. I also thought it was a fun show. Yeah, I wonder, like, because I know they had said on commentary there's a lot of first-time fans coming. Like, how do they, I wonder how they promote a show like this, you know, to get the people in. I don't know. I know that they were doing some social media posts. I saw some social media posts. I don't know if it gets shared and discovered on there. I mean, I'm sure they probably put up some posters, um, I would guess. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's like because good... it is a new audience essentially for because I mean not a new audience but like doing the all women show like get, to get to draw five hundred fans for that and a bunch of seemingly new people like that's that's big. Well, in the first two iterations, were at Itabashi Green Hall and drew a combined one hundred and ninety five people. Wow, I think, I think one hundred for the first show and ninety five for the second, or maybe that's reversed. But still, to go from that, yes, you're in a bigger building with a little bit more cachet, but to jump up to 500, I think, is a pretty good pretty good feat, especially considering, you know, as we talked about, it isn't like this was a loaded card. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, you can't see, like, you can't call this anything other than a success, really, at that point. Like, this is, this is big. And hopefully some of those people who came for free will turn into paying customers or maybe in the future, some trainees. Yep. Which would be exciting. Before we get into the matches, the first thing we have to talk about is that Tokyo Joshi, before the show, revealed their brand new logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well... I don't have to throw to Kelly to ask him how he feels. I think we got it there. Um, I would say, I think controversial is the wrong word. I don't think it's a controversial logo. Uh, I would say reaction online was mixed. Yeah. That's that's fair, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't Kelly, see anyone like outright love it, but... No one was just like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just kind of not great. It's a very strange in that it's very basic, but yet it has a couple things that are not basic. And they're the things that I think I like the least. Yeah. But I'm also not very excited about a logo that's sort of like this is a very straightforward logo. I don't know. It's it's I was sort of underwhelmed. When I first saw it with the reveal, the video reveal, and then I sort of looked at it and I was like, do I like it? And then I sort of was like, no, (laughs) Uh, I was like, well, you know, and some, there were some pictures on it on different backgrounds and the colors were different. You know, the actual letters themselves were different colors, which I think helped some. Mm -hmm. I just think it's sort of weirdly basic it's like too risky and too basic at the same time in my brain. It's very, it's boring, but like I was trying to just mess around with it a bit just in like my whatever photo apps I use. And like, okay, if you take, I think I like it a little bit more. If you take away the two dots above the W, like I think it looks better that way. 
Yeah, I just, and also they released, uh, they tweeted out, I think, sort of a picture of some of the alternate non-chosen logos. And there were a couple on there. There wasn't really any on that one that jumped out to me. There wasn't one that I was like, oh, how could they not have gone with this one? Mm -hmm. But there were some on there that I was sort of like, I think some of these may have been more. If you were going for sort of a more straightforward thing, I think there were a couple on there that I was thinking, oh, this would probably be nicer. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I just I don't know what they're going for with it. Like I don't know what are those dots supposed to be. Someone suggested that they were like points of a crown or like jewels in a crown. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, I will say, as as we move on to the match, I do think, you know, the logo, I think some people were like, oh, some people really I saw were like, oh, bad, bad, bad. At the end of the day, it's just a logo. When Stardom switched their logo, uh, I think we were doing this show, I didn't really like the Stardom logo. Now, I don't really ever think about the Stardom logo. No. It's sort of like a thing that in the moment you're like, oh, you sort of feel strongly about it, but it doesn't really affect anything at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it's something that eventually like I'll just stop seeing and just my brain will accept. Oh, that's the Tokyo Joshi logo. Yeah, and it isn't like the previous logo. I wasn't like, ah, oh, what an amazing logo. But I think because I also wasn't there when they were like, pull back the curtain and reveal the logo. Yeah. That. You know, you're like, oh, what could it be? What could it, you know, I don't have that associated with it. So I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's the logo. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get into the matches on the show. The first match, a tag team match, the Daisy Monkey team of Ariso Endo and Suzume defeating Haruna Neko and Palm Harajuku in 10 minutes and 58 seconds. Kelly, what'd you think of this opening match of Go Girl 3? I like this a lot. Uh, everyone felt really motivated. Uh, Nako may have had one of the best showings of her entire career in this match to the point where I thought she was actually going to win a couple of times. Uh, super fun opener. And it kind of it was it felt like, oh, this is a big deal for these uh, women. They they want to they want to put on a good show here to make some new fans. And I thought I thought it was a great opener. Uh, I went three and a quarter on it on it. There definitely was a good energy. I think a lot of that was down to, you know, having the crowd there, but also that the crowd was very reactive, which I think yes. always helps. And we've seen with the other cheering shows that have started popping up that that's very helpful. I, you know, I thought it was sort of what you would expect, which was sort of two good, very good wrestlers against two less good wrestlers. Not that they were bad, um, but I thought it was a solid match i thought it was a good win for the daisy monkey team uh, a team with a lot of potential in tokyo joshi i also have to note they did reveal the new uh mat a, a bright white match with mat which was really glowing in this match yes uh it was very bright um but yeah i thought it was a solid a good opener a and a good kickoff. The next match, the team of Mihiro Kiryu and Naokakuda defeating Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto in nine minutes and nine seconds. Uh, my, I have no opinion on Mihiro in this match. I'm saving that <laughs> for... I haven't watched it. It just happened uh, today. I'm saving my opinion on Mihiro for the tag match the tag title match that she's having that will be my final decision but the highlight of this match i thought easily was Juria nagano who is great to watch in every match she has she rules and i can't wait to see more of her yeah uh another impressive showing from Juria here i really love her and mocha as a team and i kind of want uh miyu to adopt them as her karate children I think that would be a good faction. Uh, other than that, not much special to this. It was it was a decent early mid-card match. 
Jury and Mocha being like the karate people is so funny to me because Mocha still does not look. No. Like, I think if you blind lined up the whole roster and you're like, who are the two people who do karate? (laughs) How many guesses would it take someone who's never watched Tokyo Joshi to guess it's (laughs) Mocha Miyamoto? Yeah, I feel like it would take a bit. I mean, even jury, it's not obvious. I mean, obviously, when she gets in the ring, it's very obvious. Yeah, but especially um, when she's like coming to the ring, like, look, I'm the cute nurse. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Da, da, da. Um, but I do love that yeah. switch where it's just like she comes to the ring. She's the cute nurse. She's just smiling. Bill rings. Just instant murder face comes over her. Like it, it's it's a shocking change. <laughs> Murder face, but also that thing of it sort of has the feeling of um, in Indiana Jones when he meets that guy in the he's in the town or whatever in the village. And he meets that guy who starts doing all this stuff with his whip or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like like doing like 10,000 moves and then Indiana Jones just shoots him. Um (laughs) Juria sort of has that because she always starts the matches and she's like, and now I'm ready to go. I'm like, yeah. oh, nothing's actually happened. Huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think she's great. I think she's super interesting to watch, which I think is such a big thing, especially with rookies, because it's like not all the matches are going to be amazing, you know, classic matches, but. Juria, I'm never sitting there going like, okay, we're just sort of getting through the learning process here. I'm like, this person is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, our thoughts on that match. The next match was our first of four consecutive singles matches. Hyper Masao defeating Raku in seven minutes and 30 seconds. Kelly, what did you think? of another classic Hyper Masao Tokyo Joshi match. I really love the bit here of Raku trying her best to get Misao to fall asleep and Misao just chugging energy drinks. Like she had to just have enough caffeine in her to run around the entire planet. Uh that 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 was a lot of fun. I I like this match. Uh I thought Raku looked good, good showing. Uh, I went three stars on it. I it wasn't anything special, but it it was a fun showing for both of them. I feel like a broken record with these Hyper Masao matches because I'm like they're in the middle of the card and they're a great change of pace and they're a lot of fun, which is yeah. what I thought of this one. Uh, I do think it came out later. I think on Twitter someone posted it that those energy drinks that Hyper was drinking. I believe the recommended. A serving quantity is one per day. Oh, no. So it's like five hour energy. Yeah. And I think she had at least two, if I recall correctly, if not three. Well, at least it was early in the morning their time. So she still had an entire day to like run that off. I'm just imagining Hyper Masao finishing the match, getting to the back and being like, I have to go somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Like running out of the building. I have to get rid of this energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, another, you know, if you like these, you like this one. If you don't, you probably won't. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Uh, the next singles match was a victory for Maki Ito as she defeated, as she defeated Yuki Aino in 11 minutes and 48 seconds. I thought that this was a fun match. Really? This was one one big match that was way helped by the crowd. The crowd was way into Ito. Uh, her doing her who's the cutest in the world, getting a big response, uh, I thought was really great. And I thought that this match in the second half was fairly well paced. It, it had a good pace to it. So I thought this was a solid, good match. So I was disappointed in this one, but that's purely on me because I read the card wrong and thought Maki Ito was against Yuki Arai. And I, that would have been a big match. And then it was Yuki Aino, and I was, I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> but again, I did that one to myself. Uh, I thought it was fine. I'm, I've never been high on Yuki Aino. Uh, you can go back and listen to the tapes. I'd, 
I don't like her matches on a fairly regular basis. Uh, so it took me a while to get into this one, but I thought the closing third was pretty good. Uh, so I, I went uh, a gentleman's three on this one. I thought I thought it was fine. The next singles match was Saki Akai defeating Hikari Noah in eight minutes and 18 seconds. Kelly, what were your thoughts on this one? I liked this one a lot. Um, I feel like uh, Hikari is definitely working on tightening up her game. I'm sure a part of that comes following the Yuka match where she was throwing those horrible looking super kicks that Yuka just decided not to sell. And maybe that taught her like, hey, I need to I need to work on this. And I think she's she's really starting to. Uh, Akai was awesome as the just strong veteran testing the young upstart. Uh, Overall, just really good, hard hitting match. I went uh, three and three quarters on it. Yeah, I thought they had a good little back and forth match. I was surprised at the outcome. Um, I guess not super surprised. Saki Akai is fairly well booked in Tokyo Joshi, but that Hikari Noah was then leaving the country to go to England for the international princess title shot. Uh, so was just slightly surprised to see her lose right before that. She did lose the title match as well, but didn't know that at the time. But yeah, it was sort of, uh, this match was sort of indicative of a lot of the rest of the show. I wasn't, I don't think as high as you, Kelly. I did enjoy it, but I thought it was just, you know, a solid little, um, I don't really mean to say little, but a solid match, you know, right before the semi-main and main event. The Speaking of the semi-main, the semi-main Yuki Kamafuku defeating one half of the tag champions, Yuki Arai, in 9 minutes and 41 seconds. This one felt uh, the outcome never really felt in doubt, clearly setting up the tag title challenge with Kamafuku and Mihiro Kiryu. Again, a match that I thought mostly was fine, didn't really feel that strongly on it. Uh, I still sort of feel the same way about Yuki Arai, which is that I like her. I think she's doing well, but there's, I think, maybe the last piece that sort of has to snap into place that's missing for me. What is that piece? I'm not entirely, I don't know. Um, It's the intangible. I think it's, yes, but it's also going to come, I think, sometimes with, you know, the offense. She still sort of sometimes has that basic, like, I'm a rookie, and so my moves are these three moves and there isn't a lot of definition outside of that. Um, and so, and I think, you know, people like Endo people like Kayatori Bami, that was a big one where she sort of had the three big high flying moves that she did every match. And it was sort of like, Ooh, and then in between that you were sort of like, okay, what's happening. I still sort of feel like Yuki or I has a little bit of that. So I think that's the thing that's missing, but you know, didn't think the match was bad. I don't think that she's a bad wrestler. I think she's a very young wrestler who hasn't wrestled all that often, sort of figuring out who she is, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like this. I thought they were both working stiff. That was good. Uh, I, I like this feud. I kind of just like uh, Mean Girl Camille taking her uh, her nice classmate to go fight the other two Mean Girls. <laughs> it's just a fun dynamic and i think uh this was a good continuation of that story uh i went three and a half stars on it and the main event was a six-person tag team match the team of me watanabe rika tatsumi and shoko nakajima defeating the trio of mizuki yuka sakazaki and miyu yamashita in 22 minutes and eight seconds I thought this match was great. Uh, Clearly the best match of the show for me. Lots of crazy stuff here. Lots of hard hitting stuff. Uh, Miyu hitting a crazy suplex on Rika at one point. Uh, Mizuki killing Shoko with a double stomp. Uh, It really was sort of, as it appears, you know, probably the best six wrestlers in the company being put in a main event on a card that I think if it ended with the semi-main, you'd probably leave and go, well, that was a, you know, 
not the greatest show I've seen. I mean, this was a great capper, sort of a great way to send it out and be like, this is a great match. I went four stars. I thought it was really good. Kelly, did you like it as much as I did? I liked it more. <laughs> I went four and a quarter. Uh, I thought it was really good. It's rare you see a match like this in Tokyo Joshi because there's no obvious pin either. Like, I feel like if, if this was on a regular show, someone would be swapped out with, like, Hard and Echo or something, you know? <laughs> but in this case, it was just like, oh, okay, here's all our top people. Uh, they're just going to go out there and have an awesome match. And just then they worked super hard in it. And it was pretty much nonstop action for the 22-minute runtime. So yeah, no, this was awesome. I I was super into it. Like I said, four and a quarter. Uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And yeah, like you said, by far match of the night. So that was Tokyo Joshi's Go Girl Three from Korokin Hall. Before we continue on talking more Joshi, I want to mention that this week's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Let me tell you, fall is coming up. Yes, fall is coming up, even though it is nearly 90 degrees where I am. I believe that fall will still come. And with fall comes a lot of things. People going back to school, some people going back to the office. And if you are one of those people and you're finding yourself with a packed schedule, HelloFresh has you covered with a weekly selection of 30 recipes, and over 70 convenience items that can all be delivered right to your door. And it isn't just for dinners. HelloFresh Market has breakfasts, snacks, and even desserts. So you can do everything you need from home. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can stay home, delivered right to you, and you can cook great meals for yourself and for others. So if this is sounds good to you, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to for up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Let me say that again. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16. For 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That's a great deal from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So next, we will move on and we are going to talk a little stardom. The first thing, stardom had their fourth edition of the New Blood shows on August 26. Kelly, we talked about it briefly off air. But what did you think of New Blood number four? It was kind of a nothing show. Uh, and I've normally, I've liked these New Blood shows quite a bit. But this one, I don't know. Nothing really to write home about to me. And in all honesty, my favorite match was the triple threat with Chie, Lady C, and Ruaka of all people. Wow. What the hell? What's happening? Who am I? Kelly is turning a new leaf and pretty much and on the next show, he's going to come in and he's going to say, you know what was my favorite part of this stardom show? Daichi. <laughs> I love when I Daichi jumps around. I love him running around, yelling at the wrestlers. Counting is the this pins. me? Is, is I, am I getting <laughs> Judas brained? Is this what's happening? <laughs> Do I need to call Chris Maybe. Jericho to ask for help? I, I can't say. It's all in I your want- head. I want three and a half stars on a Ruaco match. What the, the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, I do agree with you. I thought it was just sort of a, just a show. Uh, the biggest news, Tomoka Naba joining God's Eye on the show. That was probably the biggest moment yeah, that's of the cool. show. The biggest thing from the show. Yeah, I like um, her in that group. That That works really well. Good for them also to get someone else as they were sort of a small group. Um, So good for them to add her. Also, what has been going on in stardom? Of course, what has been going on 
the five-star Grand Prix continues on. And as of August 28th, the standings were in the blue block. Hazuki up at the top all by herself with 14 points, suffering her first loss of the tournament to Saya Kamatani, who happens to be in a big tie for second place with eight points. Saya Kamatani, Mayu Iwatani, Amy Sore, Julia, and Mirai all on eight points. Momo Watanabe and Natsupoi down at six. Mina Shirakawa and Starlight Kid at four. Saya Ida at two. And Suzu Suzuki and Hanan down at zero points. Hanan, the first wrestler eliminated from contention of winning the block with eight losses and zero wins. The most points she can score is eight points. And Azuki already has 14 points. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the red block, it's a little bit tighter. Azumi and Himika at the top of the block with 10 points. Utami, Mika, and Koguma at 8. Tom Nakino, Risa Sarah, Suri, and Mai Sakurai at 6 points. Saki and Saki, Saki and Saki Kashima <laughs> tied at 4. Unagi Saika down at 2 points. And Momo Kogo is Still with the big goose egg, the zero, zero and six. Kelly, anything in the last two weeks? Anything in the standings standing out to you? Any surprises, uh, good or bad? Honestly, I'm surprised that Suzu is at zero. <laughs> like that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. Where it's kind of just like, wait, what are we doing here? How does she have zero points? Like I don't know that. That's weird to me. Um, Kazuki being at the top, I think, is good. Uh, I don't know. The I, I think Julia is gonna win, but I don't know. They're giving me pause, <laughs> where it's just like maybe, maybe Kazuki does go to the finals. Julia at eight points, but she does have two more matches still remaining than. Azuki does still in contention. The highest Julia could get is 20 points. Uh, and Hazuki has 14. So if Hazuki wins three more matches, she would pretty much win. But we'll see. Now that the first loss has been uncorked, who knows what happens. I'm a little bit surprised to see Unagi Sayaka down on two points, one and yeah. four. Below my Sakurai, who is three and four. Yeah, that's really low. Um, that, that one seems a bit strange to me. Starlight Kid seems a little bit low for me. I thought that she would be doing slightly better. I was, of course, as a big Momo Watanabe fan and keeping the memory of Aaron alive. Very sad to see Momo Watanabe <laughs> lose to Saida. Even though I like Saida, I've said it on this podcast, I was sort of like, oof, okay. Uh, <laughs> 
All right. Uh, but speaking of the matches, uh, the two shows, the August 27th and August 28th show, the 27th show from Corican, I would say, Kelly, I don't know if any matches stood out to you, but I think the clear highlight of the show was the main event between Julia and Starlight Kid. Yes. Um, the Really the best match, I think, of either show um, by far. Yeah, that match was awesome. I They went full Lucha Brawl with it, and it was so good. I don't know why Julia decided she needed to kill Starlight Kid, <laughs> but man, they went at it. I It was awesome. And then the 20A show, I thought was actually a fairly solid show. I thought it'd be a sort of come down from the Corkins, which I always think are the best shows of the five-star Grand Prix. Not only this year, it's kept up the habit, but in years past, it's usually a pretty good guarantee that you're going to see the best matches on those Corkins. But I still thought it was a very solid effort. I liked a lot of the sort of middle, upper. I liked Micah and Izumi. I liked uh, Saya and Hazuki. I liked Julia and Natsupoi. All matches that I thought were very good you know, a step below Cork and probably and not as good as the Julia Starlight Kid match, but still a very solid effort from all involved. Yeah, I still need to watch the 28th. I am horribly behind on this tournament. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's just, it's a lot. It is, it is a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. There's not much more to say. No. Um, uh, one other recommendation from the show on the 27th, I really liked the Natsupoi versus Suzu Suzuki match. Uh, I thought that one, it felt like a, a high-speed match, but with super hard-hitting uh, offense. Uh, so that, that one, to me, was just a little under the Julia Starlight Kid. I went uh, four and a quarter on that one, and then four and a half on Julia versus Starlight Kid. So that is the five-star Grand Prix from the last two weeks. Some other things happening in the last two weeks. Obviously, as I mentioned before, uh, just as we record, um, or just around it, Mahiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamafuku challenged for the tag titles in Tokyo Joshi. I will watch that, and next week I will have my definitive opinion on Mahiro Kiryu, and I will never change it again. I'm really excited to hear what uh, what you think. I I still need to watch that match as well. But yeah, this uh, this is life changing for her, really. This life changing for her, life changing for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, as a as a major talking point that I've had for I don't know a year <laughs> will go away. I can't handle it anymore, and I need to just make. Rip the Band-Aid off and make up my mind. Yep. Uh, what else went on the last two weeks? Chihiro Hashimoto retained her Sendai Girls title over Ryu Mizunami in Sendai Girls on September 3rd. Sarah Yono defeated Micah Ozaki to retain the Ice Infinity title. And Hikaru Shimizu and Saki retained the tag titles over Yako and Yumi Oka in Wave on their traditional first of the month show kelly what has been going on in choco pro all right choco pro has uh had a lot of birthdays lately uh on august 24th we had the chris brooks birthday show with uh mesa ruga sami kodaka and yuko miyamoto defeating chris brooks masa hiro takanashi and chie koshikawa uh fun match may had the matching yankee gear to go with uh her partners so that was cool uh cdk were very upset to take the loss in that one uh, and then Choco Pro 249 on the 27th. Uh, Yuna Mizumori and Ken Oka defeated Meisuruga and Chie Kojikawa. Uh, they all worked really hard in what looked like an incredibly hot venue because they were all just sweating buckets by the end of it. Uh, Ken Oka's a lot of fun in Choco Pro. I like his team with uh, Yuna. Uh, I want four stars on that one. Uh, worth checking out. Uh, then on Choco Pro 250 on the 28th, uh, Mia, the new trainee, had her first five-minute uh, exhibition match against May. Uh, previously, she'd only worked three-minute matches. Uh, still looks good. Uh, she did really well working in front of a crowd. 
Uh, so yeah, she's again, definitely one to keep an eye on. The main event of that show was Chie defeating Sayaka uh, in what was an incredibly strong showcase match for them. Uh, pretty hard hitting and shockingly well worked on a technical level. Like, I think this is the best that either of them have ever looked. I want four stars on it. I think this one's definitely worth a look at to see kind of the top of this particular class of trainees from Chaco Pro. Uh, 251 uh, had, what was that? On the third, had Antonio Honda, Mei, and Toru Uwashi defeat Minoru Fujita, Sayaka Obahiro, and Yuna Mizumori. Uh, it was a fun match. It was a bit too long. This was a full match of celebrations. Uh, celebrated Obahiro and Fujita's birthdays and Toru Uwashi's 22nd wrestling anniversary. Uh, and then on the 4th, there was Chaka Pro 252. Uh, Rossi favorite Hoshitango and Yuna Mizumori defeated uh, Mei and Masa Takanashi. This was Hoshitango's birthday match. Uh, and the match ended with Yuna pinning May to build to their match on the 15th. And that's what we got for Choco Pro. But uh, we also have a, there is a prominence show on the 28th. Uh, prominence smoke and flame rising to the sky. I had, there's, I, all of it is on YouTube. I cannot remember the name of the account off the top of my head that uploaded it. It is not the official prominence account or anything it's some kind of like wrestling news blog that like uploads matches every now and then they do they've done diana shows too uh but this one was headlined by in the uh semi main risa sarah and violento jack defeated Hiragi kurumi and toshiyoki sakuda uh this was the first of kurumi's like really hardcore stuff that i've seen and i thought she did really well for herself in the match uh Fun, bit too long in the middle, but really good closing stretch. I went three and a quarter on that one. And then in the main event, Daisuke Masaoka defeated Suzu Suzuki. Uh, Suzu replaced her usual bucket of bells that she brings with her with a bucket of seashells. Uh, So yeah, she's still a complete maniac if you thought she kind of slowed down on that stuff. Uh, Really competitive match. Uh, One thing I think that Suzu is really good at is despite being so much smaller... Then all the wrestlers in these like intergender death matches, she never feels out of place. Uh, she did really well. Uh, Masaoka is awesome. So yeah, this was a really good match. Four stars. Kelly, I'm I'm so happy for you that you got to talk about Hoshi Tango more on this. Show. I know, <laughs> I know, I love that guy. Rossi Ogawa and John Moxley's favorite. Big shout out. Yep. Uh, big so shout out is- to a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that is everything that happened in the last two weeks of Joshi, but what's happening coming up in Joshi? Of course, stardom is continuing on with the five-star Grand Prix on the 11th, the 12th, the 17th, and the 18th, all five-star Grand Prix shows. Also on the 12th, Just Tap Out, having a show, I believe it's Takamichinoku's 30th anniversary show. There will be a special attraction stardom match. Tomoka, Inaba, and Aoi going up against the interesting team, the former stablemates, Micah and Mirai. So that should be a fun one to check out. Uh, Oz has a show also on the 11th. The main event of that show, Hiroyo Matsumoto and Rina Yamashita defending their tag titles against Sonoko Kato and Ryu Mizunami. Also on the 11th, a busy day, Tokyo Joshi returns with another inspiration show. An interesting card here, the Magical Sugar Rabbits taking on Pokotan and Demonio Uno. In the main event of the show, the CMLL talent who has been hanging out mostly in Ice Ribbon, Dalis and Stephanie Vakur, will take on Moka Miyamoto and Shoko Nakajima. And then two singles matches round out the cards. Palm Harajuku against Taruna Neko and Miyu Yamashita against Ariso Endo. Kelly, might be an obvious question. Which of these matches are you most looking forward to? I mean, it's got to be the Magical Sugar Rabbits match, right? 
<laughs> oh, okay. That was not the one I thought you would say. Love Pokotan. And uh, what do you think I was going to say? <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say what I'm about to say, which is Miyu Yamashita and Ariso Endo. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but like they're not in ridiculous costumes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's true. What is the Pokéton lore now? I haven't kept I up have on my no DVD idea. I don't even know Pokemon. who Demonio Uno is. He's the no, he's the number 1 demon I'm imagining. Is this going to be another Linda situation where I where <laughs> I find out Linda is not what I expect? Yeah, I was uh We didn't I talk about Linda re- at all on New Blood. What the hell's with the referee just being like, yeah, whips are fine now? I'm going to tell you not to use them, but I'm not going to call for a disqualification. Was it Daichi? I don't recall. I don't know. I feel like if it was Daichi, I would remember that and hold it against him. So maybe it wasn't. <laughs> You're just going to turn against all the referees. Yeah. But oh, man. Even they... unfair. In that Julia Starlight Kid match, they sure did shove him around a lot in that match. So that made it even better. That got the quarter star boost. Yeah. Uh, from you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll find out on uh, the 11th. Demonio Uno. We'll find out. And we'll report back on this very show. You can hear what we thought. Yeah. Uh, Sendai Girls also has a show on the 14th. And Kelly, what is coming up in Choco Pro? All right, so we have a full card for the uh, show on the 15th, Phoenix Rises. Uh, so that show will have, I think it's in Shinjuku face. Uh, Sayaka and Chie Koshikawa will take on Suzume and Arisu Endo. Uh, Emi Sakura will take on Mia in what I believe is Mia's first real match and not like an ex- exhibition. Uh, in a trios match, Riho, Saki, and Balian Aki will take on Manero Fujita, Kid Lycos, and Kaori Yoniyama in a true Fire Pro random selection match that I'm very excited for. Uh, in the semi-mean, the Asia Dream tag titles are on the line as Masahiro Takanashi and Chris Brooks defend against Asami Kodaka and Yoko Miyamoto. And then in the main event, there's a big singles match between Mei Saruga and Yuna Mizumori. Uh, this show is... Got a really good lineup. I'm very excited to watch it. That does sound, seem like a very good show. Good to see Riho uh, with her, what are we calling it now? Every three months popping up somewhere yeah. to re- reassure us that she has not disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, she's coming back from injury this time, isn't she? I, I, d- I don't even know, to be honest. Yeah, I thought um, she had some, like, it's like I thought she got bone. injured. Didn't she get injured in the Britt Baker match at Battle of the Belts? And then she came back from that. Oh, did she? Okay, I think I missed the, her coming back. from. I don't remember Or maybe that. she didn't. Hmm. Well, anyway, it's good to see her. Yeah, no, Just it's see, always uh, good to see Riho pop up. <laughs> That's the end point. Um, Especially when she's is... up against the likes of Minoru Fujita and Kid Lycos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, the natural opponents... Yep. <laughs> but that is everything happening in the next two weeks of Joshi, which we'll be covering on the next episode of Jumping Bomb Audio. But before we leave, Kelly, you started a firestorm of controversy with your last movie recommendation. Do you have a movie rec- recommendation for this episode? Shit, I don't. I haven't seen oh. anything. I can't. Wow. I know. I. I. Ju- it just hit me. I haven't watched any movies since we last did the show. Oh God. Do you have a movie just recommendation? Say, just say a uh, great movie. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, watch there that we go. Scene with the guy who does all that stuff with the whip. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it'll give context to what we talked about earlier. Um, yes. I don't know. I mm-hmm. went to I went to All Out. That was a Did fun show. Did you have show. a good time? I had a great time. I got to sit with a bunch of other voices of wrestling guys. Uh, you haven't lived until you've heard someone boo Jim Ross louder than you've ever heard someone boo Jim Ross in your entire life. 
Well, that's very shocking because I wasn't there and I am the lead. Jim <laughs> Ross. Jim Ross is my Daichi. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I did have, I had a whole like topical all out bit plan to start the show, but Taylor has not seen it yet and it would have spoiled things for him. So I did not do it. Well, um, trust me, it would have been great. The people I'm like, save it, it for next time. Maybe tweet it. I'll yeah, I mean, tell you when I finish the show. Yeah. You can tweet it. <laughs> I'll save you it for next time. I, I think it'll still be topical. Oh, interesting. Dropping hints. Mm. Yep. Bray Wyatt. All right. Well, I give you the. Oh, God. <laughs> well, follow us on Twitter to see if Kelly ends up tweeting it or if he saves it for next episode. There's my replug of our Twitter. And also, what you should do is you should go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And the last thing you should do is say goodbye to us. And come back in two weeks and hear the next episode of Jumping Mom Audio. Just Kelly, try and stop us from say? talking. We'll keep talking about whatever we want. You can't stop us. You love the show. We all know it. You can't be contained. Kelly cannot be contained. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you. See you. See you in two weeks. Bye bye. We'll see y'all, right? Look in the bushes. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.